Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning and a very happy Easter to you all. Why don't you just turn and say happy Easter to the person next to you? Today is um, one of my, well, it is my favorite day of the year. I realize this more and more as I get older. Um, Easter Sunday is my favorite day of the year. And actually, this time of year, spring, is my favorite time of year. Because, as you will notice, everything in creation around us, on our little island at the moment, is shouting new life. Uh, which tells that bigger story that we are gathered here to celebrate today, the resurrection of Jesus. And I want you to think for a minute, um, what words come to mind when you think of Easter? So what words come to mind when you think of Easter? And just turn to each other for a minute and share what comes into your mind when you think of Easter. That's, a, that's quite a lot of words, isn't it? Brilliant. Well done. Um, I was reading a few weeks ago in the news about a man called Jonathan Acosta. And Jonathan Acosta had gone with a few of his friends for a hike in the wilderness in northern Bolivia. I don't know if any of you read this. And uh, he somehow got lost and separated from his friends and found himself completely isolated and alone. And Jonathan had to fend for himself. He was eating um, worms and insects to stay alive. He was drinking rainwater. And uh, he even had to hide from predators at night, jaguars, can you imagine, in, in the rainforest. And 31 days after he was separated from his friends, he was rescued. And the party who had been searching for him found him and he was dehydrated, he had dislocated ankle, he'd lost quite a few pounds in weight, it's not a recommended way to lose weight, um, but he was so relieved to see a rescue party and having feared the worst, he said this, I thank God profusely because he has given me a new life. And I want to think just for a few minutes this morning as we gather about new life, as we look at this story of the resurrection in John chapter 20. But before we do that, let's just take a few steps back. If you look at the beginning of John's gospel, John takes us right back to the beginning of time, to that place that we read about when the world was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. 
And yet we read that the Spirit of God was there, breathing life, new life, into creation. The sun, the moon, the land, the mountains, galaxies of stars. And the pinnacle of God's creation was humanity made in the very image of God to reflect God's image to the world. And God looked at all of this and said, it is good. But we read then that humans gave in to temptation. They rebelled against God and sin and evil entered the world. But God was so committed to restoring this relationship that he raised up Abraham, Moses, David and others to lead God's people back into relationship with him. And finally, God promises to come to earth to bring about his kingdom and his justice and his mercy for all people and for the whole of creation. And so we read in the New Testament that Jesus came to this earth. He walked among us. He healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, cast out demons, fed the hungry, forgave sinners and raised Lazarus from the dead. All these are signs of new life, of the kingdom of God. But darkness came over the earth again on the day of the crucifixion of Jesus. And as Jesus breathed his last breath, the question was answered, what now? But God had always planned for Jesus to go to the cross. This was God's plan for salvation, to rescue the whole world. That Jesus took the place of all humanity on the cross, taking the sin of the whole world on himself. And death was never part of the original creation, and death was not to be the final word. And it's from this place of emptiness and darkness that we come to this first day of the week that we read about in John chapter 20, verse 1. This new creation. Mary Magdalene, we read, walks under the cover of darkness towards the garden tomb where Jesus was laid. But as she approaches the tomb, she sees that this vast stone that would have covered the entrance to the tomb was rolled away. And so begins the race. There's more running in this passage of Scripture than anywhere else in the New Testament. Mary sprints back to John and Peter. And they, in turn, race back to the garden tomb. John wins the race, but Peter charges into the tomb and sees the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' body laid exactly where Jesus had been. But he was no longer there. And as John follows Peter into the tomb, we read that John saw and believed. And the question is, what did John see? And what did John believe? I want to say to you today that John witnessed the dawn of this new creation. God's miraculous plan to recreate the heavens and the earth, to recreate humanity 
and breathe life into us again. After thousands of years, God was leading his world out of darkness and into light, out of sin and death, into redemption and eternal life, resurrection. And Jesus had been pointing to this throughout his life and ministry. That's what his signs and miracles were all about. And it came to a climax with his own resurrection as Jesus was finally defeated. Uh, Sorry, as death was finally defeated. And John sees the truth in that moment. He sees that the tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. Jesus has conquered over death. And the kingdom of God has come, bringing new life, new creation for the whole world. So what does this mean for you and for me? Well, firstly, the resurrection of Jesus is the dawn of hope for all humanity. Hope that death has been defeated. Yes, for Jesus, who was resurrected, but also for all those who trust in Christ. At some point, our earthly lives, all of us, will come to an end. The Bible says that for those with faith, We will sleep in Christ. And in the blink of an eye, when Jesus returns, we will rise with him, resurrected with a resurrection body, united with Jesus for eternity, saved from eternal death and hell. This is the living hope that we have just been singing about. Secondly, new life means that we live life in all its fullness. And it begins as we're saved by God's grace. Jesus said, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And so turning from our sin and towards Jesus means that we have new life. It began for me 30 years ago. And those of you here today with faith will have your own story of what it meant to walk into that new creation to be saved by God's grace. But Jesus never said that our lives would be trouble-free. He did say this, that whilst the thief, the devil, comes to steal, kill and destroy, Jesus came so that they may have life and life in all its fullness. And so as we turn to Jesus, we can expect to live life in all its fullness with a new identity, sons and daughters of the living God, a new hope, a new purpose, and a new power at work in us. The Bible says that that power is the same as the mighty strength God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. This is life in all its fullness, available to all of us of faith here today. And finally, new life means that this world around us and everything in it will one day be fully renewed. When Jesus returns in glory, in Revelation chapter 21, we read these words, the Lord says, I am making everything new. And the resurrection of Jesus points to that day when Jesus will return and every knee will bow, every tongue confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
and God's perfect justice and judgment will be served upon the whole earth. Jesus' resurrection began a movement of God that we are all part of. All followers of Jesus are part of this movement. I mean, look around you. Are you encouraged? You know, the body of Christ is alive. Look at this place. It's full. Wave to everyone in the atrium at the back. (laughs) And we're just one church in Reading amongst thousands of churches in the UK, among 2.4 billion followers of Jesus around the world, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus this day. And the resurrection of Jesus, I want to say to you as I close, is an invitation for all of us to join in, to participate, to be part of, as we partner with God in this work of recreation and new life. As we pray in the power of the resurrection, as you go about your lives this week, working and with family and your communities, living in the light of the resurrection, as we speak and act the hope of the resurrection over those around us, and as we wait and expect with faith for signs of resurrection and new life around us. So let's pray, and then we're going to respond in worship together. Let's just still ourselves for a moment. It might be that someone here today, some of you, for the first time, want to or need to turn to Jesus. So I just encourage us all, let's close our eyes and be still for a moment. Lord, we want to say thank you for the great gift of our Lord Jesus Christ who came to this earth, who died for us and rose again. Lord, we say sorry for our sin and we turn to you today, our living Saviour, the risen Jesus. Come and enter our lives our hearts and our minds. And we pray your new life, resurrection life, Lord, over your church in this nation, over each one of us and the things we're going through in our lives. With that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, breathe over us today. And Lord, we long for that day when you will return And the whole earth will sing your praises. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we gather together today to praise you and thank you that you conquered over death, that the cross was not the end of the story, but on the third day you rose again in accordance with the scriptures. Would you fill us, your church, with hope now as we stand and praise you and thank you and give you the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus we ask and all God's people said, Amen.